This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Book Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis S Delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The goals, the drama, the wins, most importantly, for Kieran McKenna's Ipswich Town continue to flow as the international break nears. Town have an eight-point gap to third, an 11-point gap to seven. Will somebody pinch me, please? This is the Blue Monday podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast discussing the town up or down since 2015. I'm Richard Woodard and this is the flagship show brought to you in partnership with our friends at Innovation Labs. We're available every Sunday live on YouTube or afterwards on demand on podcast. And um, we see a lot of people in the chat. We will get to you shortly, but we have to say hello to Craig Fimbo. He's got a lovely bit of October tan about him, hasn't he? Good um, that. Yeah. Dave yeah. Diamond, who's um, he's wafting himself. Did it's you have a bit hot. of a heavy night last night, Dave? Hot, hot, hot. No, I just had, I just had a roast dinner literally about <laughs> ten minutes ago. I finished it, and I'm steaming. But yeah, mate. Um, yeah, it was it was a warm one last night as well, wasn't it? But uh, it was. we'll, we'll get onto that. We'll get onto that in a second. Let's say hello. There's a lot of folk in the chat, um, so we'll say hi to as many as you can. Darren, um, yeah, again, what an incredible fight. We don't relax for a minute. Um, Steve Itchekka, 26. Um, evening to Lee, evening to Mark. Good day to Michael in Brisbane. MW is here. Uh, Thunderstruck. And thank you for last night. Yeah, Chambo was classed before personified. Such an instant evening. Already looking forward to the next one. Oh, yeah. I'll get planning on that straight away. But yeah, we'll go to that in a second. Um, Gary was there as well. Great to have you with us as well. Kirk. Crazy and great times. Uh, Norman, this year just keeps getting better and better. Uh, even to Paul, looking forward to a break from the football when my grandson ran out our fixtures for December. All anxious again now. Evening to Jules, evening to Colin, Rob. Goodness me, Eric is in Munich. Um, Ashley's here. Paul, Tony, uh, great evening last night. Nearly won a prize to Tony. Chefki Kuchi let him down. Where well, we said that before. Veronica, great to have you with us. Romeo as well. Uh, Rob, don't fall in love with a lone player, they say. But that goal, that tackle yesterday, I'm loving Brandon Williams currently. I think you and everyone else, Rob, Justin, Chris, Nick, 
so many of you out there thank you so much we will keep putting names up on the screen but firstly um let's say hello to craig how are you craig i'm very well thank you richard yes as you say enjoying a bit of sunshine i was yeah i took i took sean's advice yesterday and went in my shorts you know he's been telling me off for not wearing my shorts right. to football at huddersfield and it was about 11 degrees and hammering down with rain but I think he, everyone's allowed to wear them yesterday and today. It's been glorious, isn't it? And this week, it's nuts, beautiful, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, and Dave, we've we've mentioned it. Let's talk about it now. Um, I'll keep putting comments up from folks. So do say hello. We'll get to as many of them as we can. And um, kind of this is like a caveat. We know we've talked about the live event for a long time. Um, uh, that's just sales and all that kind of stuff, folks. So this will be the last time we talk about it, at least in any kind of concentrated manner. So. Bear with us a little bit more. But Dave, fantastic, wasn't it? Great to see so many people have, you know, a few beers and a natter with everyone. It was great to be in Beaties for a while as well and kind of try and make sense of the match. But I think the overriding headline was we kind of expected it. But what a guy Luke Chambers is. Absolute legend and solid. a real classy gentleman as well, wasn't he? Absolute solid gold, wasn't he? And we thought and we not thought he would be, hoped he would be. We knew he would be, and he was absolutely brilliant on the night. I saw someone on the our pod chat a telegram group today, well, I think might have been even one of you guys saying, How could you top that? And and you've got to say, How could you top that? He was absolutely mm-hmm. brilliant, so professional, um, funny guy, told some brilliant, brilliant stories, really great insight. You know, you really got an insight from within the club and you know, obviously when he doing his playing time and even his you know his insights now and opinion now on how things are going now um absolutely superb guest and um look it helps i mean we, we've always said the last two and we were dreading it when they got back to 1-1 weren't we yesterday no the curse of the life <laughs> yeah. strikes again 1-1 but um i mean it was just yeah, the, the whole the, the whole the old evening was just brilliant you know coming off the back with another great win another superbly entertaining game as well i think everyone just had a brilliant brilliant time superbly well organized um yeah the club i think club did us proud last night really yeah worth saying thanks to itfc I, you know it, it, these things don't just happen um there's a lot of organization obviously that goes into it and a lot of people needed to kind of give us the the kind of green light to do it as well so thank you to everyone at itfc particularly casper in the events team if you want to do an event at the bobby robson suite report road give casper a shout um alfie was our kind of host on the night as well and lots of stuff behind the bar security hung around for us as well um theo itfc always sorts this out as well and looks after us as well so thank you to those folk and paul West Westlake, who I don't know if he's on yeah. the chat tonight, but took some really wow. great photos. We'll try and share some of those. I think um, it's been shared in the Telegram group, but we'll try and share that out. And um, I've got a couple, actually, for those of you watching on. Apologies for those on the podcast. Um, but look at that. There he is. I mean, two very handsome men there, isn't it, really? <laughs> um, and then the group, the obligatory group photo. I don't know why I'm crouching down. I look really short there, don't I? <laughs> and you can see Ben's trousers as well, which obviously went down particularly well two um, i think luke i think luke chambers took a shine to ben's trousers secretly well, i think we all did didn't we? i think we did i think we he's going to include them something similar in his next uh next collection i think maybe so maybe so yeah we were talking about his new ventures wasn't he yeah. uh, two things uh, w- unfortunately we we um we aren't able to share the audio um we might be able to do some bits and pieces but we we just didn't have the the ability the logistics to do it but two bits that i wanted to to mention dave um there was two questions that i thought were really pertinent uh, one is um, from uh, GB's better half, Rowena, who asked about whether he regretted not having a last game in front of the yeah. ITFC faithful before he, he left. And, you know, that was quite a poignant kind of discussion there. And obviously he's quite 
pragmatic about it and knows that football yeah. doesn't always have fairy tales. But similarly, the ovation and the love that he got from that room last night, I'm sure it had been echoed, you know, many times over in, in Portman Road if he'd been able to play. The other one, and it's good job Craig wasn't there would because he might have stormed the stage. Um, <laughs> someone asked Luke Jamers, uh, Craig, how do you stop this Ipswich Town juggernaut, this attacking juggernaut? And Craig, uh, and he, he right, rightly pointed out, Craig, that um, just over a year ago, um, him and his Colchester United colleagues managed to do that. Um, <laughs> they beat us in the Carling Cup, courtesy of an assist from... Um, I, don't, I can't remember how the goal transpired, Dave. No, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Who, no. Was that? Who was that guy again? I just can't uh, yeah. remember that. No, no, no. Yeah. But... But yeah, it was, it was quite it's quite a fun moment when he's going, yeah, well, <laughs> and we're actually, I mean, this uh, next week, I know we haven't got, we've got a bit of a break. We kind of tweeted about this. this the, we're coming up to the one year anniversary since the last time we failed to score at home. It's just, <laughs> just nuts. But yeah, uh, great stuff, wasn't it, Dave? And um, Super, absolutely yeah. super. It just couldn't have gone any, couldn't have gone any better. Perfect night. Perfect evening. So thank you everyone who made it and, uh, and. Thank you for your patience for everyone who has wasn't able to make it um, or didn't want to go and has had to listen to it. We will move on. Um, I'm also going to um, move on very quickly on this one. ITFC women, fortunately, defeated at Oxford, oh, no. um, not a place oh. that they've got a particularly good record. In fact, the men don't have a particularly good record in Oxford either. <laughs> I'm not sure we've won in the league there, have we? Either men or women. And, I think so. Um, mm-hmm. Blue Monday, as sponsored by friends of Blue Monday, Lucy O'Brien, her first start of the season, won the penalty that Town equalised from, um, but former Blue Zoe Barrett netted no, late on to no, give Oxford no. all three points. I think hashtag lost, and someone I'm sure will correct oh. me if I've got that wrong today. So, um, yeah, we shall um, see how that transpires in the league. And then the fixtures get a bit bitty now, but um, yeah, disappointment. And Joe Sheehan didn't sound particularly happy after the game as well. But move on. There's lots more points to play for, and um, fingers crossed they bounce back. One more bit of housekeeping as well. And this was the uh, fortunate nature of being in BTs after the game yesterday as we bumped into um, Liz Edwards from ITFC Historical Society. They've got, um, they're doing a kind of a memory gathering thing. Um, there's an event at the Dove actually on Tuesday where folk can bring an item and uh, from. Ipswich Town history that means a lot to them and, and kind of give a one to two minute kind of explanation as to what it's about. And I think a lot of people are trying to do it and trying to kind of build some nostalgia and um, particularly for people, you know, who've followed the club for quite a while. And they're really keen to get people's items or images and to tell their story. And you can do that at the Dove between 4 and 8 p.m., on Tuesday, you don't have to be there for the full four hours, but obviously it's going to be quite an interesting thing. And if you want to bring something along, then please do. Um, if you want us to help you with recording a story, if you can't do that and want to do it virtually or something like that, um, give us a shout and we'll, we'll hook you up. But yeah, it looks like a really interesting thing. So maybe head to the dub if you've got some spare time on Tuesday and, and see what's going on there. It's um, delivered by their partners at Suffolk Art Link um, and it's about creating memory boxes. So, and talking about creating memories and memory boxes gentlemen let's get on to preston um where to start here i mean let's start with the facts shall we and let's talk about the 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 lineup craig um back to full strength Uh, were you surprised by that given the impressive performances from the likes of harness and edmondson on tuesday night or was do you was this always in the plan for you um it was quite interesting excuse me um I don't think there were any real shocks. You know, the the Burgess Edmondson thing is quite an interesting little um, side note, I suppose, in terms of the reasons why Edmondson was brought in and then the reasons why Burgess was then brought back. Um, and as expected, they then dropped out of the squad completely because, you know, we've got 
some utility players on there. We would like to overload our bench with with the attackers, um, as was proven uh, later on in the game and pretty much all the games. So no, not particularly. Um, Broadhead's back and, and fit again, so he comes uh, comes straight back in. And then you've got, say, you've got some dynamism and a, a fair bit of pace to come on from the bench when you start replacing that uh, that front four, haven't you? Yeah, it's in- interesting that um, Edmondson is is not needed in the entire match day squad, isn't it? And this, yeah. you know, we uh, McKenna was asked about it, wasn't he? On I think it was on Tuesday or maybe the pre match that we just don't we want to have too, as many attacking options on the bench as yeah. we can, and that kind of tells the story, doesn't it, Craig? Yeah, that's right. And you got to say Don Ball's there, and he can cover two or three of those yep. those back back four positions, Carney. So yeah, he he's there for that reason, I think, alone. Um and yeah, it just frees you up to be able to like we do, just refresh everything 70, 65, 70 minutes into the game yeah. to just to just go again. Love that. Yeah. Mm. Um Dave, your your thoughts on Preston going into this, obviously third placed at the uh, at that point and still are yeah. actually after the fact. We, but... we spoke we spoke about this pre match in the pub, didn't we? That um, you know, on the back of to that we're going really well up until obviously got the thumping at home by West Brom what four nil last weekend and then three nil all right away away at Leicester so we were sort of humming and hawing whether it was a good time to play them mm. or not sort of thing you know um I mean, perhaps their confidence is low or obviously perhaps that they're going to try and play a much sort of tighter game and um yeah not give um you know not into not give too many goals away um as far as yeah as far as the town team I mean yeah that would be our still is our first choice. First, arguably, well, not arguably, is our first choice eleven at the moment, isn't it? Really, um, so yeah, having having seen Broadhead and as as Craig said, Burgess rested on Tuesday, no great surprise, really. Yeah, and well, talking um, focusing on Preston just briefly, um, no wins in three prior to Saturday, including two losses earlier in the week in which they'd conceded seven goals. Um, they'd also had, you know. Uh, the minority of the possession as well and clearly mm-hmm. set up you know i think we talked about leicester on the pre-match show and it was you know very narrow and very compact lineup very deep um and it was nearly working and then as soon as leicester scored it kind of felt like game over um but four changes um i'm not sure whether they actually worked because they were undone almost at half time but craig we've seen it before haven't we where teams have a have a bit of a spanking during the week particularly Preston, who that was their first time they tasted defeat all season. They've, they've been flying prior to that and maybe a bit of a surprise, um, but nevertheless, a team that is to be respected, but also probably doesn't want to get a spanking again, whether they like it or not at Portman Road, it might happen anyway, but that does play in the mind for Ryan Lowe, doesn't it? Yeah, but I, I didn't think that they were particularly defensive um, you know, from the outset. They weren't, certainly didn't like sit back and, and just set the stall out to defend for, for the match, um, they were relatively lively. I didn't think they were particularly long ball either. But I know, listening to you guys on the on the um, pre-match show, uh, their stats up to this point in time were a little bit more. Probably said that they're a bit more direct than I thought they were. I thought, I thought they played say play some half decent stuff. And I, I don't think that it didn't look like how it transpired. It looked like they set up against Leicester. Though they were setting up the same way against us. It looked like a certainly more of a. Um, a mix between uh, defence and attack from their perspective. I think they'd re- refreshed a bit like we do during the match. They'd refreshed a lot of their midfield and strikers, hadn't they, from mm. um, from the from the Leicester match? 
Yeah, Alan Brown missed out due to illness and he came back and he's the, he's their stalwart, the captain. Um, Ledson came in and Will Keane returned to the side as well. Um, you know, before the game, there's all these kind of omens, kind of, we mm-hmm. talked about the the Blue Monday Live hoodoo. <laughs> Preston wore a third kit, which they didn't need to wear, by the way. Um, I don't know why when we oh. play Preston, we wear away kits. It would, both of us mm. do it home and away. It's just bizarre. But they have a second kit that's red and red, red shirts and mm. shorts. But it felt like they were trolling us by picking a third kit that's <laughs> yellow. They flipped us round from the kickoff as well. Yeah, they did. Yeah. To be fair, teams did that last season as well, it and did. it didn't work. It did. Didn't. I think it worked no. once maybe for Fleetwood. If yeah, I recall, I, I was trying to remember that actually because when when it happened, I was chatting to Oscar next to me saying yeah. they two teams did this last year, one after the other, and we we were like two or three nil up at half time in in both of those from memory, or it's, we certainly you know it hadn't affected us whatsoever attacking the North Stand in the first half on no. either. I think you're right. I think Fleetwood definitely Fleetwood's winning goal went and winning goal equalised went up the North Stand. Then, yeah, didn't it? definitely. I think and I think that inspired a few teams to try. I think if I, I think yeah. I might be right, Shrewsbury yeah. did it. I think a couple of two or three teams tried to do it, and then at that point we were just that juggernaut that I keep talking yeah. about. That attacking juggernaut didn't matter. But yeah. and plus Ben's mate Hugh was presenting the EFL highlights <laughs> from Portman Road as well. Um, and you kind of just felt that there's enough stuff going wrong there. <laughs> um, but uh, Craig, I mean, the, the start, it wasn't a particularly frenetic start. It was generally town were on top, maybe lacking clear cut chances and kind of seemingly out of nowhere. Where did we take the lead? And it's a lovely goal. Lovely goal. Oh, it, is, lovely yeah, goal. it is great. But, but before this, in the first quarter, I said Davis had had three or four chances, opportunities in open play to to get the ball across. And he hadn't managed to pick out any of our players up, up to that point. Um, I think both teams are sort of just feeling themselves, feeling their way into the game. There are a lot of misplaced passes on both sides, unenforced errors and stuff. But what, what we did have was Morsey, as ever, just driving us forward and um, through the middle of the pitch. It's just, it's just getting, bizarrely just getting better and better each game, that fella. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we had the, we had the corner on our left-hand side. Um, Davis, it's obviously a, a worked, a work corner because Chaplin starts the farthest back of all of our players. He's beyond the mm-hmm. far post when the corner's being taken, um, being mounted by Brown, actually, as we were, talking about earlier um and he what he does very well is he runs around the back of wolfenden and a another i can't think who it is he was act who sort of acted as a shield for him brown has to come the goal side of those and i say davis has picked him out on one bounce it hits it gets to chaplin who just hits it so so clean if you see someone hit a ball cleaner than that this season you've done well and it was a side foot as well but it's just the technique and the pace on the ball, and he just met it at the perfect point for all of that power in the corner to be transferred into his shot. And it just that just little bit of curl on it as well, just to start it maybe just on the post, and it just from the behind the goal, the north stand, you know, upper where the where the camera's situated. You can just see the the run perfectly, the connection perfectly, and that just that slight arc on the ball to just take it into the net before anyone can you know see what's happened. The the balls in the the balls in the net, and it's just such a such a great, great goal. And afterwards, um, the celebrations, McKenna and Grant were going mental on the touchline because of it. Because it's obviously something that 
they've yep. been working on. You know, they were pointing up at the the analysts up in the stand. They they really really enjoyed that one. Yeah, and quite rightly, and and you know, a real settler as well because we kind of debated again on pre match if the game's going to be if it's going to be marginal or tight. That first goal is going to be huge, and it it if forces Preston to come out a little bit. We talk about that in a second, but yeah, Dave, do you want to talk any more about the strike? I mean, the Romeo talking about here the the ability to find the space is sublime. I mean, I'll put my hands up. I thought Davis, oh, he's hit a crap corner. What's he, got, <laughs> what's he done here? He's not even clear the first man, but obviously, what do I know? Um, and it's well, we, do it from, we do it from free kicks, don't we? Free kicks in from the touchline. I think he actually might have even tried one the other. Now, most, most, most games you see it, um, certainly home games, and I think he may have tried one the other night and Chaplin just didn't hit it clean. He scuffed it. But um, I, from, I was saying last night, I think that's the first time We've scored like one like that from a corner. Then someone said, well, what about from the other side, first game of last season, the Evans goal, mm. when Burns plays him and he sort of sweeps it in. But it's, I mean, it's so well rehearsed. And you see Lowe is obviously moaning about it afterwards because, again, talk about our analysts. Well, they've been analysing that all, all week, you know. And it's so clever. Chaplin almost hides behind Wolford and it's quite clever. He sort of creeps in, doesn't he? And as you say, Wolford's as a shield. So Brown has to go the other side of Wolford. And, and um, it's everything about the goal. The pace on the cross is right, isn't it? He doesn't... You know, he drives it across and uh, just as Craig said, the timing of the finish is sublime, isn't it? But so was his goal the other night, really. He's just almost <laughs> his chaplain, isn't it? You, you expect it almost. But it's a brilliant, brilliant finish, yeah. And the confidence being shown by this team on a regular basis mm. was kind of exemplified by Nathan Broadhead trying a shot from 45 yards oh. out when Woodman, Woodman was kind of went walkabouts a little bit and it nearly comes off as well. Oh. Jim Jilton against Man United vibes, anyone? There you go. Yeah, crikey, if that drops in. My goodness me. Yeah, no, it was... Um, we were playing some good... So I don't think first half... We'll get on the rest of the first half. I don't think first half we ever quite reached the heights that we did at Hull first half the other Not from a we... possession kind of... No, no. And they were... They... And they were gritty, dog, dogged sort of thing. They, 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 you know, they were, and and as we said, almost out of nowhere, um, <laughs> they almost. Oh, what happened there? They're back in it. Yeah, do you want to talk to this, Dave? Because as as great as the the first goal is, the defending is not yeah, so great for the for their equaliser. And and this is the kind of championship summed up for me. We've seen it against Cardiff, against Blackburn, against Leeds. You can't afford to have a split Switch second on. of oh uh, no. oh where's it got? You know, you have to be aggressive when you're defending and. Burgess, if we're being a bit critical, he just gets lost, doesn't he? Well, him and Davis sort of kind of think, looking at it again, sort of the, the ball the ball drops and he when he tries to anticipate it or not, I don't know. But him and Davis seem to get in each other's way. And Burgess is that then sort of gets turned and he's facing, he's basically facing away from the ball. And um, I suppose Davis does a half decent job. I think he gets a foot in, um, I think it's that Osmatic, the big striker. Um, he's sort of bearing down on goal. I think Davis is Davis does what Davis should be doing, sort of sweeping behind there. And um, yeah, unfortunately, he gets a little block on it and just deflects it to Frockshaw, whatever his face is. Fro- Jensen, is it? Fokiar Jensen. Fokiar Jensen. Fokiar Jensen. Let's skip over that yeah, pronunciation. Who just absolutely, yeah, he just had pretty much open goal and it just sort um, of bundles yeah. it in, really. And it was one of those, oh, I just didn't see that coming at all, really. No, well, and talking of not seeing things coming, oh. um, 35 minutes, Brandon Williams turns into peak Maurizio Tarico. Dave, don't talk us through this one. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy, isn't it? I mean, again, he just he, he, he nips in front. It's Brady, isn't it? But nips in front of, of Brady, who ex then... Ex-Norwich, we should say. Yeah, ex-Norwich, we should say, who then... Is Burns clever there? We've, we've, I've seen discussions on the Telegram group today mm. about this. Is, is Burns quite clever there? Does he sort of almost check Brady, almost forcing Brady to sort of 
go through him and stuff. Um, but anyway, the ref for once gets it right. Waves waves play on. Um, and it's just like a bit of a parting of the waves. Well, not even a parting of the waves. He just runs in a straight line and keeps going, doesn't it? You know, pace. Um, and what a finish. You know, he somehow gets to the sort of apex of the 18-yard box on an angle. Apex. And you see it. And, Great and, 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 he, and he sort of finishes it. He's a controlled finish, isn't he? You can see he's actually aiming for that corner to sort of slot it across the keeper. He's absolutely perfect. And it far post. And well, yeah, Woodman's got, Woodman's got no chance. Probably from a defensive point of view, you'd be disappointed with that one. How far did he carry that? 50 yards, something like that. But Keeper's not what, saving what, it, though, is he? No, Keeper's not. We're so well placed in off, off the far post. post. I, mean, yeah. I mean, what a game he had. But what a goal. Goodness me. Yeah. You, you think, yeah. Oh, you know, crikey, anything can happen. Uh, Rodney asks uh, Brandon Williams solo goal the best individual one since KVY's beauty which I Ooh. would guess is two three years ago isn't it Tranmere was mm. more than that yeah. it, was a similar line, it was a home game wasn't it Tranmere uh, was it mm. Tranmere possibly um, let us know in the chat if you've got any better suggestions there I mean, in terms of a run um, definitely. I mean, I immediately said to Rico, I thought, oh, well, yeah, he was, he was, in, it was just... reminiscent of a cheetah on the plains of the Serengeti. <laughs> I posted that on my Twitter, Ipswich, if you want to remind yourself of that one. Obviously, Tariko's off the bar, Brandon yeah. Williams off the post, but Brandon Williams is, is kind of, yeah, it's weird because you kind of feel a little bit sorry for Harry Clark. He's obviously had a bit of a mixed start to the season, injury, a factor in that we, we know. But Craig, it's going to be really difficult for Clark to get back in the team, isn't it? At the moment? Yeah, crikey, yeah. It was he picked up seventy-five yards away from the goal. You can wow. if you count if you count the number of strips on the uh, pitch, yeah, it's, uh, twelve and a half, twelve and a half strips away from the goal. So yeah, yeah. We won't yeah. even mention the tackle in a second. He he's oh he we will. A, we, I know we will. I want to come back to that. He could become a cult hero, that boy. I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. Or, you... or he could be, or he could be sent off in the first five minutes. Um, yeah, right. no, yeah. I think someone said on our group, um, <laughs> no disrespect to Brandon Williams, but he's, you know they what they like about him, he's, he's ever so slightly unhinged. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 Clark has got that devilment about him, oh, as well, but Brandon crazy. Williams yeah. is like a little bit level up. I mean, a few <laughs> people agreeing in the chat that. Um, that Burns did a bit of a, a blocking job on Brady. Uh, yeah. I, think they, I think they both knew what they were doing, didn't they? I think yeah. Burns knew what he was doing in terms of getting across in front of him, and Brady knew what he's doing in terms of stopping yeah. stopping him getting across in front of him. I yeah. think it was pretty Look much one the Burns for sure doesn't worry about getting out of his way. I think that's yeah. that's kind of how I would describe it. it doesn't excuse so. the airway to the head, which I thought yeah. I saw. But and as Colin has rightly said, uh, Brandon Williams now has his own chart, and obviously it's it's about how Perfect. he hates Norwich. So cult mm. hero which, status assured, which he does. I think we we can rest assured yeah. he does. <laughs> Yeah, well, if I mean, that, the... that's a strange one. I mean, that's the sort of thing he keeps up his form and the momentum keeps going that way. You know, it, it's the sort of thing that he'd get left out for the Norwich game, sort of, you know. <laughs> but then Clark, I think, hates Norwich almost as much. So, yeah, it's not yeah. a lot to choose. I was there, thinking, who's right? the one who's going to apply the Ipswich flag in the centre spot? <laughs> and we beat them next year. Uh, Pete Girls got to mention Connor Wickham's goal against Sheffield United. Ooh, um, yeah. But I've I, I posted that one as well at Ipswich, if you want to have a look at it. The defending by Sheffield United is pretty. I, think, I used the word flimsy earlier. Yeah, they, like, are, they do kind of fall you. out of his way it's gonna yeah. kind of um he doesn't have to work too hard but he does trick carry the ball quite far so um so yeah uh, it's a good shout there and then the, the lead is uh, increased to two well by two to three one um and it's just oh do you want to talk about this osmogic chance because he oh, yeah left foot wasn't in terms it? of we kind of never unlike hull I think they had one moment where Edmondson and Hladke kind of had a little bit of a, a mis- miscommunication. We kind of really held Hull at arm's length, but mm. Craig Preston did have moments. And I mean, that 
a shot is yeah. really fiercely struck, isn't it? It just needs yeah. to be the other side of the post. That's right. Well, you know, you're you're not you're not going to get too many complete performances like we had against Hull. Are you, crikey? That was no. just from front to back, pretty much pretty much perfect to my eyes. But yeah, it was another one which just sort of ended up being bumbling around our box, didn't it? Um, and no one really took control of it or, or you know, took control of the situation to clear it. Um, and it falls on his left foot, and thankfully he drags it wide when you you know he pretty much had the entire goal to uh, to aim at. Um, yeah. And I say, as you say, Richard, it was only. Well, just just as just as we're entering injury time, wasn't it that um, we managed to to score off score off? Yeah. Uh... yeah. Do you want to talk to talk to that as well? Because it's I mean it's a second phase for a set piece again. We talked about the importance of set pieces for this team, but it's just it's just smart by yeah. Burgess by Hurst and and of course the person you'd expect to be getting on the end of it. We did. Yeah. We also we we've kind of skipped over Hurst has this moment a half an hour. Oh. Drops the mm. shoulder twice, doesn't he? And hits it at the keeper, which really frustrated me because he'd done all the hard work, hadn't he, Dave? And looking at yeah, looking at it back, I think he tries to give the keeper the eye, and I think mm. he, I think he does, I think he does the keeper, but the, yeah, it's just a trailing, trailing foot, isn't it? Yeah, you know, he should, he should score, but he's done, as you say, he's done the hard work, absolutely brilliant. He worked the ball on his left foot, what six, seven yards out. Um, fair play to the keeper, he just gets yeah. his foot. Woodman's on decent, isn't he? Yeah, 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 Freddie, yeah, Freddie yeah, Woodman, yeah, he's a decent keeper, but he can't do much about. The third Craig, sorry, to go back to it, and uh, and perfect timing as well, is it? I'm, yeah, I'm... well, yeah, but as, but as you as you said, Rich, it's it's just smart play, isn't it? Because um, Davis gets puts a deep ball back into the box, and as you said about the free kick, Burgess is still still up there for it, um, and he smartly heads the ball back right across the goal. And I thought Hurst did very well here because mm-hmm. he's running out of space on the other side of the goal, but he's well within his rights to try and squeeze that in himself, mm. but. He's got, uh, I think it's Lindsay and Woodman, who are obviously just close. The, arrow, the angle's getting narrower and narrower and narrower, and they're going to be on that post. And he's done so well to know that there's going to be someone there to knock it back, unselfishly knock it back across the goal for Broadhead to tap it in from a, about a foot out. Um, yeah. And as you say, yeah, it's perfect timing. But even even then, we still had about another three or four shots on It was five minutes about a time, wasn't there? In the injury time, yeah, that's right. I think we, we started off a little bit, um, up and down, but I think once it got to about 32, 33 minutes, we were pretty much camped into um, Preston's yeah, Preston's half at least. Um, they just they couldn't really get out, and it was it was more akin to to, to the whole game. Um, we just yeah. wave and wave after attack for a little while. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, half time came a little silly, but it came. A, I know there's five minutes, but another five minutes on from there, I think we'd have scored again. And that really would, you know, four one half time. But you're right. Uh, uh, yeah, great, good save. That was a good save. Yeah. But um, Hurst just showed great, as Craig said, just showed great presence of mind. Really, just to, just to knock that back across because again, Craig said he's only what a yard or so out. All right, the nat, the, the angle's narrowing, but he's got every right to probably have a have a go, and he probably what heads that in the side net and probably so. Mm. Yeah. yeah, great goal. Yeah, and, and big credit to Hurst as well. You know, he he's figured out well, and we know really McKenna's plan is, you know, he's he's a creator as much as he is a goal a goal scorer in this team. And Broadhead's job is is to get beyond him sometimes. And yeah. I know he's kind of crossing it back, but that's that's kind of the deal, isn't it? And you know, the head might have dropped from that miss, but no, he's he's working hard. And I thought both teams were kind of out on their feet when the whistle goes for halftime because we'd just been wave of a wave after after of attacks, as you said, Craig. But Preston looked utterly shell shocked and knackered because we were just passing around them and relentlessly attacking. So halftime came probably at a really good time for them. They regroup, triple mm. sub, and it's a very different start to the second half. I need to chuck in before I forget 
Mr. Portaloo. I wonder if he owns said brand. Um, he's given us George Hurst at Barnsley for a solo goal, which, yeah, pretty good mm-hmm. shout, pretty good shout. Yeah. But yeah, these these triple change, I, I assume Brown wasn't fully fit, maybe, and was rushed back in. He was one of the players who comes back on. Um, Dwayne Holmes, who missed a couple of good chances at Leicester, he'd been in good positions to, to miss chances, but he comes on. Liam Miller comes on as well, I think. Um, had a little bit of naughtiness about him. That, I thought they were a bit grotty at times Preston they tried to make it a bit of a scrap oh, yeah. didn't they yeah. but to be fair Dave you know I think there's a little bit of a flurry from us I've got the attacking momentum graph I'm going to save that to the end but Preston started the half really well and to be honest if I'm Ryan Lowe I'm saying well Blackburn have pegged him back from 3-1 and mm. uh, Cardiff have done similar as well so uh, this game's not over and no, they, they went for it, didn't they? I mean, I think credit to them. Yeah, credit to them. He tactically changed. I think tactically, Sean, Sean pointed out um, at the last night that when I think the big lad Watmore went off and they changed tactically midway through the midway through the first half anyway. But yeah, second half we came out, we were, we were really, yeah, you say they were fairly dominant, dominant with the ball, dominant with possession. I thought we were quite flat, weren't we? Mm. Um and yeah, you know, and yeah, the goal is no really great surprise that when the goal came, really, was it? Because they, you know, for those part, I think it came, what, in the 52nd minute, something like that. But yeah, that had a lot of the ball. Yeah, that probably had a, a, a real sort of two or three really long spells of possession already in the second half. And um, yeah, when, I mean, when the when the goal came, when their second goal came, it's a, yeah, it's a horrible goal, really scruffy goal, isn't it? But fair play to them. You know, I think it's a long ball in. I believe what Burgess wins the first header quite well, but usually, and usually in that situation, we've got someone on the edge of the box who'll just either get control of it or just help it on. Um, went to one of their players who just, yeah, decent ball, right, just kept it live, back in the mixer, as they say, and then it was scruffy, wasn't it? We just, again, yeah, no one really gets a foot on it. I think Keane actually makes quite a good first touch and, and lays it to, is it Whiteman, is it? And um, yeah, and again, I think that, does that deflect seemingly off Wolfenden's foot and off the post as well? So yeah, it was a scruffy old goal, wasn't it? Yeah, there's plenty. McKenna, his post-match talks about some tired defending and we need to remember it's a three-game week. Mm. It just does feel like the two goals yesterday for um, on Saturday for Preston just need someone just to do what Russell Osman talked about in our last live event and just launch it. You know, there was a lot of in- people trying yeah. to m- maybe maybe it's not fair to say overplaying, but obviously we like to start transitions quickly by playing out through the back. And I do wonder sometimes when the ball is kind of bouncing around, we don't necessarily like to hoof it. And maybe it, every now and then it's in our interest to do that. I, the, the other thought, thing I thought was Davis doesn't need to give away the free kick on the left-hand side as well. It's a bit of a soft one to concede. It's the second place yeah. for a free kick. So yeah. there's lots of avoidable situations then. I'm sure McKenna and... The, the team will analyze it and figure that out. But as you say, Dave, it's kind of, it's come at a good time with plenty of the game to go for them to get back into yeah, it. Yeah, you, you but, quite rightly said, you know, it happened against Blackburn and we and, and we were flat. But yeah, having said that, was, you, you expect more from, again, even after the goal, again, they had more spells of fairly long spells of possession, but never surprisingly, never really got the ball in the box again or, or, or threatened us really. I can't remember them particularly having any great chances until hmm. and then you know when we need when when we need a lift what 64 65 minutes you know he makes the substitutions and and what i would say and certainly in that second half tactically you know chaplin wasn't 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 um you know the ball wasn't falling at the chaplin at all he's pretty barely had a touch i think second half um and yeah like like the other night you know when you need to make the subs um 
and the sub, you want the subs to come on and make an impact, then yeah, he got it spot on again, didn't he? Early now, what six? I think it was 64, 65 minutes. Yeah, 65. You got the Jackson, Harness, and Hutchinson introduced, and then yeah. 10 minutes later, Taylor and Ladapo. A couple of guys in the chat, um, interesting thoughts here. Uh, Romeo, maybe being a bit critical perhaps Massimo playing like he had one eye on his Wembley day I mean he didn't have the best yeah. of games did he he couldn't um, keep his feet he's one of those he just couldn't yeah. seem to keep on his feet so two or three times yeah. in the first half he was in quite you know positions on the left where he takes up that position and then um, just slipped up I don't know I don't know why he just slipped over three two or three times yeah he wasn't yeah you're right he wasn't his best yesterday and I, I thought he as a few there's a few sorry Rich there's a few people in the chat saying he looked leggy and I thought the same I thought he looked mm. quite leggy certainly in the second mm. half but then I thought that about Davis at uh, Huddersfield, and he then he then spent the entire game against Hull sprinting up and down the left wing. So he seemed to recover okay. But yeah, I think that may have contributed to our first half hour of the second half because I don't think we really got going until about well, probably around about the time that he was replaced by Taylor, really to yeah. get a, a proper foothold in the game again. Yeah, well, and the international True. break has come at a, maybe a good time for us as well to regroup and get some minutes back although as we say Luongo might be playing against England next week so we should wait and see on that one but it's only, it's only Jude Bellingham he's got to play against yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah uh, and we did look leggy you're right and but there's a lot of energy exerted in the first half and the substitutions do kind of stall Preston's momentum don't they Craig a little bit and then Taylor Ladapo I introduced and basically it's all the subs involved in Jeez. the move the moment that secures the points talk to us about it yeah, exactly, exactly right. And Ladapa does really, really well here. He he sort of gets the ball on the halfway line. He's holding off two Whiteman and Bauer on the halfway line. Um, knocks it back to Harness, who knocks it forward to Taylor, who's on the left wing. Taylor carries it forward, what, 20, 30 yards. By this time, Hutchison's caught up with him. He can lay it forward to Hutchison. And Hutchison doesn't even need to take a touch. It's just laid into his path. And by this time, Jackson's been belting up the right wing. Hutchison knows he's there, just lays it across and Jackson's about what, 12 yards out, level with the penalty spot and, and uh, passes it in, which is still quite a good good finish because the keeper is, momentum is taking him that way. So you can sort of see where the keeper's going to be diving. It's going to be the same spot that Jackson needs to um, put it in. And he does he does finish it well. But you could see, certainly from my vantage point, which is sort of near the tunnel, looking along the goal line there, up in the top tier, you could see it all just panning out exactly as it transpired to pan out. You know, it, we played it absolutely perfectly with the options that we had, with the space that we had. We, The timing of the pass from Harness to, to Taylor, from Taylor to Hutchison, from Hutchison to Jackson, it's all absolutely perfect, each one of those stages, to um, exploit the space and you know that was appearing at those particular points in time. It just panned out perfectly. Um, it's, just a, it's just a great counter-attacking goal. Yeah. Any, yeah, any worries when it fell to Jackson's feet, Dave? I don't think so. He's great. Good finish. He goes cold, does he? say, so, you know, easy to snatch at those and you really, really, you know, really, really hit it and it you know, goes over the bar or whatever. But no, he goes, you know, and like any, say any good strayer. Yeah, yeah, he goes cold, doesn't he? And just picks his spot superbly. One thing about that goal, I think we, again, we spoke about this last night, was Hutchinson's, Hutchinson part of the goal. Honestly, I honestly think a month ago when perhaps he first breaks in the side, he doesn't pass that. He squares yeah. up, the, he squares up the fullback and probably has a go. So, Again, I think and maybe he, he scores he, to be fair. To no, him, no, but, yeah, but you're to right. Be fair, you're maybe right. he scores, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, superb. Again, the, re the reverse pass, and Craig's so right. Every every pass in that move was just perfectly weighted, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. So you know, um, didn't even have to take a touch. Just reverse pass, and yeah, good finish. And, and perfect, 
and exactly what we needed because uh reading uh reading blue is it reading tractor has said in the chat the atmosphere had started to get a little bit quiet there's there people trying to do their best to mm. energize which definitely was the case in the first half crab were great as always twenty nine thousand, which was, you know the numbers have continued to be great but there was definitely a sense of oh we're not at it at the moment at it and and that fourth goal dave is just it just consolidates it, it just solidifies everyone's mood so that we could enjoy the last 10 minutes because otherwise and we did again yeah again in the last 10 minutes it could have been another two or three couldn't it great strike again from taylor good save from yeah. maybe a bit maybe a bit of a hollywood save from um from woodburn but i still think you needed to make it um and yeah, you know, you know, they were they were gone at that stage four two. They were done. So it was only a question of whether we could create and score um score one or two more. But yeah, again, it just it just rolls on, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> the juggernaut, as you say, just keeps on going. There's a great moment in the second half where Preston had a free kick and oh. tried to dink it, didn't he? I forget who took it, and it just totally <laughs> fell flat. On his didn't arse. get the memo. So whoever didn't get the memo, you've got to mention William's tackle. Though. Well, yeah, I was going to say talking people, talking people who have fell flat, flat on their ass, Craig. <laughs> I think it, are we saying it's Liam Miller? Um, Brand, have you ever seen a, a, a defender celebrate a sliding tackle that's <laughs> marginally like red cardy? Um, yeah, with so much like with so much passion and vigor, it was great. It's like he scored a goal, wasn't it? I love it. Yeah, yeah, and it was in that bottom corner just to get the crowd going again just when they need it, about 87th minute just to see us through to the final whistle and yeah it was it was oh, VAR might have had a different <laughs> different call on this one mine well, yeah, yeah very much so he, he was lucky that he got one of his legs got a touch on the ball because the, the other one of his legs certainly didn't get a lot of the ball um and it yeah cleaned out Miller on that on that touchdown. As you say, he gets up, celebrates it. Yeah, he gets the crowd. Going. There's a bit of afters as well. Sinks, sinks him, yeah. doesn't? There was some a it bit of needle. Reminiscent, very reminiscent of a tackle. I remember. So oh, I remember back in the day, Alan Hunter on Malcolm McDonald in the cup final cleans him out after about the first. 10 minutes in a very similar very similar fashion yeah what mate honestly can you imagine oh, i know i know we're sort of look, looking ahead already we mentioned it earlier can you imagine you making a tackle like that on i don't know sarah or some oh, row or something row. like that no <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, their referee would be struggling to maybe contain the uh the situation there ready track to this that tackle brought back memories of titus on roy mm. keen yeah. um, i'll have to look that one up uh p girls yeah. uh var gives a straight red for that one yeah mm. shush, we'll keep that on the down low we'll keep that on the down low <laughs> um we'll come back and do our summings up in a second get your questions as well if you stick a cue at the start um we will read them out and i'll put them to the guys um but we are brought to you in partnership with our good friends at innovation labs uh let's hear all about them Innovation Labs is business hub and co-working space with strategic locations across Suffolk. Our aim is to foster innovation, entrepreneurship, business growth and the development of an AI centre of excellence in Suffolk. Monthly hot desks are available from just £79. For more info, head to innovationlabsgroup.com or contact info at innovationlabsgroup.com. Innovation Labs, providing support for businesses across Suffolk. Locations in Stowmarket, Ipswich, Sudbury, Woodbridge, with more. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. To follow. Thanks to our friends at Innovation Labs for their support this season. Let me put some bits and pieces up on the screen for you guys. You, you know I like my stats and the attacking momentum graph. I promised it. I will deliver. Um, here are the key stats. 55 possession. Um, 2.44 expected goals to 0.3 for Preston, 16 shots, double double the number of shots from Preston, 10 on target um, of those 16, only two on target for Preston, um, but they scored them both. Um, Mm -hmm. Big chances, three to one to Ipswich. Uh, one of those was missed. I'm trying to remember those. Uh, Faust committed only only 21 in the total. I thought there were more than that. Um, they might marginally more foully than us. Seven nil on corners. I hadn't really clocked mm. that one, um, but there you go. Um, the attacking momentum here it is. Um, for, apologies for those listening on podcast, but what it illustrates is that for the majority of the game, particularly the first half, town completely dominant and in the attacking phases, there's a big kind of chunk at the start of the second half for Preston and that aside there's maybe a little bit of a chunk towards right at the end when Tanner four to up but Craig does that does those stats the attacking momentum tell the story of the game for you it felt a little bit closer maybe than Hull yeah I I think the first half um, probably does once we'd worked our way into the game um, as I say that last 20 minutes or so the first half was was pretty much one-way traffic but then again in the second half I I thought Preston were, as Dave was saying, Preston were on top for the first 20, 25 minutes of, of the second half. Um, but as I said earlier, no, you're not you're not going to get a performance as well-rounded as as Hulls again. Um, not well. Hopefully we will, but it's not something that happens all the time. I think what it did show is that there's just so much confidence running through the team. And the fans now, um, Not maybe it's not on the expectancy, but... You know, there were periods of downtime in that game. There were periods where you know, we were slow, we were a little bit sluggish, but we always seemed to find a spark somehow just to get us going again. You know, there's belief within the team, there's belief within the crowd that, well, by virtue of us scoring two goals every every home game for the past uh, two dozen matches, um, you know, there's a real belief in in the club as a whole that you know, we're, we're going to get through this. And I say it just goes to show that in the last week, You've gone away to Huddersfield and dug out a, a 
result, a good result, I think, in, to my eyes, in what were real grotty conditions against the odds, against the crowd, against the conditions and the situation that Darren Moore, etc. You've then put out a, a polished performance on uh, in midweek against Hull, and then you know you've had a sort of up and down performance potentially, but then scored yourself four goals and then got another <laughs> what it, another yeah. another victory. Yeah, exactly that. You know, they, they've, they've shown all, a few different sides of themselves this week, to my eyes. Yep. Um, Dave, um, let me give you a start from our mate Chris Rand. In 2023, kind of the year 2023, of the entire 92, Tau now have the most points, the most goals scored per game, and the fewest goals conceded per game. This team, we keep, it's the third time I'm going to use the word, I'm going to say it again, it's a juggernaut, isn't it? And the momentum that is generating now is really compelling. And, and when you're an opposition team coming to Portman Road, it must be really fearsome. It's, you know, it's similar to teams in League One, you know, you see the team sheet when you're playing us in League One, even when we had Lambert in charge and Cook in charge, and teams may have looked at the team on paper and gone, oh man, this is going to be a tough one. More often than not, under the under those two managers, we would not turn up. But now it's it's just this this run, the the greens in the on the on the form guide, the the wins on the board, the points on the board. No one wants to play us at the moment, do they? No, it's the momentum. You know, obviously, it's the momentum from last season that's just carried carried over into this season. And and again, we've said they mentioned this before. You know, the first eleven yesterday is still probably our first choice eleven. Um, Okay, the Walton Fladke debate will go on, no doubt. Um, but um, yeah, it's just carried on completely, completely from last season. And I think I saw another stat earlier on that I think with Man City losing today, we're only something like point. With if I said their average points per game over the last, I, I, I don't know, maybe that must be this year, this calendar year, is something like two point three five. We're now we're now got two point three three or something like that. I mean, it's. Yeah, like I said before, it is it is unprecedented, and um, you know everybody enjoy it while we can. I think. Yeah, exactly right. Well, and a well earned rest for a couple of weeks. Rotherham on the telly um, in a few weeks as well. So um, regroup, um, get some yeah, get some breather, and all, and you can guarantee that McKenna will be getting into them as well to keep the momentum going and to, um, yeah, to keep going because, um, yeah, the, the run is there, isn't it? Uh, let's talk about the rest of the... I mean, Go on, Dave. I mean, just another point about the international break is Sammy, Egypt, Egypt must have some wonderful midfield players, mustn't oh, they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think very much, uh, I feel for Sammy Morsi, clearly he wants, to, he wants to be involved, clearly, you know, he wants to play for his country, but that is brilliant news for us. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, indeed. Um, let's have a look at what the rest of the league got up to. Game on Friday night, Birmingham, maybe a surprise there. West Brom, one of the form teams in the division, kind of low-key, um, snuck up into the playoffs. They were dispatched by Birmingham City. Sounds like they're going to uh, bring in Wayne Rooney, Craig, which is kind of one of those situations where you think, why? But yeah, I guess it's all about the brand, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, terrible. But so, what, what more? What more can Eustace do at the moment? What are they fifth, sixth in the in the league at the moment? So, yeah, like did they see somewhere that Eustace has perhaps been lined up for the Rangers job? Oh, okay. Oh, really? A little bit of jittery I, I saw yeah. that somewhere. I'm not sure. I'm the managerial merry-go-round. Yeah, I'm sure I saw that somewhere. Fair mm. enough. Uh, the rest of the league, uh, I'll I'll pick out kind of a, f a few critical ones. Obviously, Leicester beat Stoke. 
Um, QPR lost to Blackburn. Blackburn had a stinking run, but QPR just <laughs> just are so hospitable to a visiting teams. Uh, the the derby of Darren Moore ended nil nil at Sheffield Wednesday. Neil Thompson got a, an early point on the board um, as he takes caretaker charge. A- any other bits and pieces you want to uh, mention there, guys? Um, anyone want to talk about Norwich's last minute own sure. goal? <laughs> I did the quick on the Sunderland Middlesbrough um, game. That mm. um, Sunderland sort of fell apart. They didn't. I don't think Middlesbrough scored their first goal until like the 58th, 59th minute. Um, but Neil was sent off. The second yellow card was for dissent. He'd, he'd already been booked for a foul, and then pretty much in the last knockings of the the first half, uh, the referee gave a yellow card for dissent, which is fair. We don't know what the guy said, but we can only assume it's yeah, quite good. unusual, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah it is. And and Mowbray came out afterwards and said. Well, there was no need for him to do it. He could have just had a word with him. You know, it was get, getting towards the end of the first half. Well, not if he's called you a effing... Effing <laughs> what's it? You, yeah, it doesn't matter what time well, of the game it is. And, yeah, and, and yeah. Um, Dan Neal walks off, like, bemused and shaking his head. Well, if you hadn't said anything rules. to him, mate, you'd still be playing the match. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Absolutely. No yeah. problem with it. Any, any yeah. other bits of Greg or Dave... Um, the, Bur- the Birmingham game. There was a ridiculous penalty in that Birmingham game. I watched the fir- I only watched the first ten minutes of that, and West Brom were like all over them. Swift, who I still think is a decent player, scored a nice goal. And you think, crikey, this is going to only go one way. And I, I didn't didn't even watch it after that. And I, then I saw Birmingham one three one. I thought, what's going on there? But yeah, their first goal, ridiculously soft penalty where the centre back just slips, and so does the so does the um, so does the winger as well. Um, yeah, very very soft. I don't think anyone else in the ground but the ref saw that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, you quite rightly said comedy comedy own goal by um, by Gibson. Gibson. And, and Plymouth Plymouth struggling mm. at home, really struggling at home. Which you know, mm. obviously last year it was an absolute. Fort Knox of a um, Fort Knox of a way, you know, a home banker as such. But yeah, I think did I see their fourth defeat at home or something like that? They've lost um, four of the last six. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. Um, at home. But yeah, it seems like Swansea. So that was Middlesbrough's fourth win on the spin. Swansea against Swansea. I think that's their fourth win on the spin. So you know, teams that I that I think most of us sort of had around the top. Top six have had really awful starts. If you see that bunch up between where well, we'll get to in a minute, between seventh and then the middle of the table, yeah, they're still going to be, I'll say, there or thereabouts come the end of the season, I think. If you look at the, sorry, if you look at the form table, I did a quick look at the six game form table, and they are the two teams that are below Leicester and Ipswich are yeah. Borough and yeah. Swansea. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, they're starting to gain a bit of. Starting momentum. to clue, which was, yeah. for Borough, we definitely expected, and Mike mm. Duff's too good a manager to maybe continue yeah. his, his crap run as well. Who's, um, yeah. Sheffield Wednesday sacked Munoz uh, during the week. Is, is It's the international break now. We, we know that that's a good time to sack your manager. Is, are you expecting one or two? Any names you want to chuck out there? Sort of going there. Someone, someone very, very desperate for a job will be going to Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, I mean, sorry, any other teams yeah. in the in the Championship looking to oh, their manager? Well, what is, but Watford's the obvious one, isn't it? If they haven't already, they just gave him signed a new contract. Yeah. Oh, did my goodness me! Despite yeah, being despite being fourth from bottom, yeah, it's, it's I completely missed contract renewal there for Completely missed that. Do we um, think Gareth Ainsworth his time is up mm, as much as he's yeah. Alex Neil? He, Alex Neil as well, yeah, yeah, uh, yes. I mean, Alex Neil, yeah, there's one yeah. definitely. Yeah. Mm. Well, we we shall keep our eyes peeled on that. Obviously, 
as we say, heading into the international break. So our usual drumbeat of shows will not be as frequent until town return to league action. We will, I think, have a special next week, though, during the week. Uh, I can't divulge too much. It's not an interview or anything like that. Um, But we've got quite a fun little um, segment, which we're going to record. And I'm sure that will go down well in the comments as well. So keep a lookout for that. I think the flagship show will be back next Sunday. We'll probably do a bit of review of um, September or the season so far. So do keep a lookout for that. Um, and as usual, Blue Monday ITC.co.uk is your first port of call for everything you need. The links for the podcast feed, the YouTube, social media, um, Telegram. If you want to rejoin, the, if you want to join in at Telegram, the discussion will continue throughout the week as well, uh, despite the lack of match action for town. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube, please don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Um, really helps nudge us up the rankings and subscribe as well. Plenty of stuff coming your way. And if you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much. We appreciate Team Podcast. Uh, do give us a five star rating and a review if you like as well so i think we've we had a couple of additional ones so thank you folks who took the time to do that um but yeah let's um shall we head to the questions and see what folk have got to say for themselves firstly we need to say thank you to bits thank you for uh, your donation and yeah uh, and we uh, to help with what you give to the foundation um for last night yeah well um yeah thank you bits uh, for supporting last night as always um it was great to see you and thank you very Has much hair grown back He's he's keeping it at a respectable it length. Under, oh, yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's seen yeah. Him since Exeter, he has yep. maintained it. Um, uh, yes, it's not all back, unfortunately. Well, I think he's made the choice. We all loved it a little bit, didn't we? We, we yeah. He's still um, he's still he's still rocking the the bucket. Still got hat, the, the bucket hat though. That's still a good looking still a good looking bloke. Yeah, he's still a lovely yeah. looking bloke. Great, great lad, great lad. Definitely. So thank you for coming, bits, and thank you for your support. You can do likewise as well. Uh, there's a there's a super chat button on YouTube, but as we say, the thumbs up um is perfect for us as well. Let's go back to the chat and see what we've got in the questions uh michael do you think after the two goals we gave away the new center half uh to Anzabi might be given a chance instead of burgess craig hmm interesting yeah interesting point there michael um and funny enough um i was listening to suffolk on the way uh driving back yesterday um and one of the questions into that was um where would mcmills look to strengthen um, if he had to in in January, and he mentioned centre half, but I think he'd forgotten that Twan Zabi had already signed. Understandably, because you know we haven't really seen Heidel Harriman since he did did sign. But that was the one area actually he thought um, might need a bit of strength. I do wonder because as we've seen in the last week, um, McKenna's not slow to make a change if deemed necessary for whatever reason. Um, so yeah, you would have thought of all the positions in the team, maybe that's maybe it's a bit harsh on Burgess, but as we as we as we found out in January last year, we're always looking to better the better the team and better the starting eleven. And you would have thought that Twanzabe is an upgrade on both Wolfenden and and Burgess at the moment. Um, so yeah, once he's Edmondson, up to speed, though, does he get a chance? I was going to say I was going to say Edmondson. I thought he did fantastically he well did. the other night mm-hmm. just to come in out of the you know really out of the cold as he did for yeah. that game. And then he looked quick left- as well, didn't he? I thought. He did look good, although I must say, he's, he's, we, we did know, as you said earlier, he was left out of the squad yesterday. When I saw him walking off at the end, he did look like he was kind of limping slightly. Oh, well, that yeah. might be his natural gait, I don't know. He's but yeah, he looked like gait. he could have, he looked like he might have been. But um, yeah, and um, an interesting one. Certainly, I think um, I'm looking forward to seeing um, a fit to NZ, maybe, maybe against Fulham, Rich. Who knows? Yep. 
Um, Neil, um, should we restrict our potential recruitment of central midfielders to the current Egypt squad? Because <laughs> they must have some world beaters if Moisey can't. <laughs> no, we said that. Already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good question, Neil. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, maybe we need to be looking I mean, overseas. Again, again we? yesterday, Moisey yesterday, mm. again, yeah. every week, week in, week out. Eight out of ten, nine out of ten. All right, Williams got the man of the match. But again, we we're talking last night. You could give it to Morsey every single week. Yeah. Every single week you could. The, the levels that that guy is playing at is off the charts. Morsey I still can't but I understand. Sorry, Rich. I still don't understand how no other championship club thought that he was <laughs> worth the punt when yeah. leaving Middlesbrough. Just absolutely bizarre to go and join a team which was mid-League One at the, at the time. Just I mean, bizarre. Two years yeah. ago. You know, two I mean, maybe if you, I suppose... If, I suppose if you look at it, the, you know, the, the, the team the, the team revolves around him, though, doesn't it? You know, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, just other managers haven't, you know, haven't given him that, haven't given him that responsibility now because mm-hmm. he's just a magnificent, magnificent and player. He, and, yes. and so, I mean, we were at Huddersfield, Craig. We, we uh, you know, I think you and you, I both said perhaps mm-hmm. last Sunday that massive miss in the middle there last, yeah. last Saturday. I think with, I think he plays last Saturday. Honestly, I think we win. No doubt. Um, Colin, uh, do you, do we get the cobbles down down quicker? So many fans not getting tickets. Um, it's un, it's unlikely to happen. Well, probably is it? But it, is it? There's the there's the kind of policy around ticket resale and all that kind of stuff. I, I guess I think probably there's budgets. There's probably the bigger and logistics is probably the bigger challenge there. And uh, we'll wait and see where we are come the end of the season. But I think probably the the plea. And, it, and it's something that I was talking to the guy I sit next to um, yesterday. There's two games in the trot in North and Lower. The two two seats in front of where I am mm. were vacant. And I guess it's just a reminder to folk that if you're unable to get to the game, and I know people that there's like there's train strikes and A12 is uh, is shit. We can say it's <laughs> 57 minutes in. You can release your tickets back to the club. And I think sometimes you can donate them to the foundation to mm. reallocate to people as well. So please... I know it's a pain in the in the arse, you know, and I know life gets in the way sometimes. But do remember that there are people, to Colin's point, wanting to get into the ground and watch us. And yeah, if, you, if your season ticket isn't going to be used, then try and do your best, obviously, within the rules. But the club can help you out. If you call the ticket office, they can get a PDF that you can forward on to anyone or they can donate it to the foundation. So please, please do that. Dave, I'm, I'm not sure how that. Sorry, just a quick. I'm not sure how that they're going to work out the logistics of the cobble though, because not only are you going to lose what three thousand, four thousand, how many thousand it seats, where the away fans have got to go somewhere for yeah. the period of time that it's being built as well. You know, it's going to be a ugh, what a decision. We'll wait for that email telling you haven't got a season ticket for that season. Oh yeah, good luck. Well, we've we've just moved blue action in there well, as well. I can vaguely remember the Cobalt stand. The, what was the Portman stand being built in the in the close season of nineteen seventy-one? I think. Uh, well, yeah, it's long. Although the end, too, it is weird. It's sort of the ends. It, it was much narrower then, though. I think they built the ends out. Uh, we, we're good to get some big building work. I know we've had some stadium upkeep, but anyway, I'm, we're, we're digressing a little <laughs> bit. Uh, Rob, Dave, um, Rob asks, do you guys think we are currently have the best fullback pairing in the championship with Davis and Williams? We're kind of debating this well, in the pre-match, I think. I couldn't think of any other fullback, so that's the problem there. But yeah, I think they're up there, aren't certainly they? The most, I'd say certainly the most dynamic. I mean, if there is a, be- if there is a better pair, I haven't seen them yet. I haven't Ooh. seen this play. I haven't seen this play Leicester yet with Justin. Um, can't, think someone will put me right who's playing left back there but um yeah i mean 
yeah, they're, they're, they're up there, aren't they? Absolutely superb. And and I do kind of feel for Harry Clark. He was superb against Southampton, wasn't he? Then against Blackburn, he gets his goal and you think, oh, here we go. He's he's, he's absolutely off and running. But um, yeah, struggled a bit as, as some did first half against Huddersfield, Williams comes in and just takes literally takes I mean two goals in two games from, in a your, week. from your from your right back. I mean, it's nuts, isn't it? Mm. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I look for if there is a better pair. I look forward to seeing, or perhaps I don't look forward to seeing. No. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and to that point, um, a question from Norman Greg. I know I'm being critical, I'm concerned by the amount of goals we're conceding. Is it our gung ho style, or do we need to upgrade defence? Leicester mm. are not conceding oh. like us. No, they're not. And as, as Dave was saying earlier, that the goals that we did concede, they were just oh, just horrible, scrappy, scruffy goals, aren't they? And you'd, you would hope that you know, someone like Burgess, for example, could deal with that part of it. You know, that's being predominantly his career in, in League One, that that's the part that he can do, the head it, kick it part. Um, but then interesting, as, as Dave was saying, is there such, just a little bit maybe of um, brain fog about or we still got to be playing it out here rather than slinging it over the top of what's soon to be a knockdown um, Portman stand, a uh, couple stand. <laughs> um, so, yeah, potentially. But and again, someone that may have been Mick Mills again, forgive me if, if it wasn't, but saying our away performances compared to our home performances that away from home, it's keep it tight, 1-0 if you, can, if you can get it and disappear off back down the A1 with it in your back pocket. At home, it's... We are going to score a few goals here, so you can either come along for the ride with us and try and score against us, or uh, we'll we'll take you to the cleaners. So I'm yeah. not concerned about it at all at the moment. But then, if Leicester put three or four passes, I might be. I, yeah. I think I saw a comment uh, post match from McKenna in his post match comments in his post match interview when he said midway through last season, he said to players, "Look, I want us, I want Portman Road to be the place for entertainment for football entertainment in England." Well, 28 goals, 28. I did is 28 goals in the last. Five home league games, absurd. Yeah. <laughs> it's just remarkable, isn't it? And leads apart. Fortunately, we've come out on the um, you know we've come out on the right side of, of all of them. Um, yeah. yeah, I I I haven't seen the like of what I've seen recently. It's yeah, incredible, really. Yep. Um, Dave, quickly on this one, um, Baron asks: Assuming we're still up there in January, where would you look to strengthen squad depth? Starting oh, eleven, that's... both. Obviously, we spoke. To Luke Chambers about fourteen fifteen uh, last night, um, and yeah, you've got, to was, you've got was, to strengthen from a position of strength. Yeah, you, you you have, and I think we said, you know, not only that, but you know, if we're still if we're still there, top two, or certainly, well, hopefully, top two come January, you're going to attract um, perhaps a better. And no disrespect, the loanees we've got a fantastic Williams and Hutchinson, goodness me. But yeah, you're gonna you're gonna you know you're gonna attract a certain class of loanee as well, aren't you? And and look. You know, second in the promotion spots for, you know, to the Premier, you know, you are gonna, you are gonna attract, in, you are gonna be able to attract players. Yeah, you can see what Where, happens with with Scarlett between now and then because he, yeah, he I don't gonna, really see where he's gonna chance. get a chance. At the no, moment. fit no, that's in. Right. No, that's a that's a good point. Um, Reading tracks of Craig mentions a friendly. Do we have a behind the closed doors thing lined up that I'm unaware of? He's asked whether Scarlett and Twenzabi will be starting. I mean, apart from that, it's Fulham in the League Cup, and we know that Scarlett's mm. cup tied for that. Um, mm. But 
well, I guess we're speculating, but talk to, to us about Scarlett because obviously he's made, he's been introduced from the bench, isn't he, in the last few matches. Um, mm. Hasn't necessarily made an impact and it's hard, isn't it, when you're being brought on um, to try and make that contribution. What, what what would your plan be to get the best out of him and to, you know, to give him the opportunities to to thrive? Because it's, it's difficult. Yeah, it is It is difficult. And especially, as you say, Rich, because he's cup-tied in the bloody League Cup as well. 45 yeah. minutes for Tottenham, whatever he'd come on in the second half in their first-round match or second-round match. He seems to have scuppered that part. Of his he's just not going to get any games. I wouldn't be surprised if there is something arranged because it's two, two weeks off and we won't be the only um, club in that position who also want to get players up to speed, etc. I wouldn't think so. Yeah, there's a strong possibility. I thought there'll be something arranged for the... For the fringe players, um, Twan Zabi, I'm looking forward to seeing play wherever he happens to come in. But yeah, Scarlett, I think that's an important one because, um, as we were saying earlier about Hurst, he's doing spectacularly well, he's doing his job, etc. But you would think that if you can, you'd upgrade one of the positions, not saying upgrade on Hurst, but you'd upgrade in the centre forward and the centre midfield, someone else was saying, and that's... They're the two positions I'd be looking for. But then you can't be obviously overloaded with loan players, so it does... Now, this is pure speculation, but does Scarlett end up going back to go somewhere, drop down a league or go somewhere mm. else? Because we can upgrade. You know, all of a sudden, we can find a, a proper mm. Premier Premier League um, low need to, to real, really fight with, with Hurst and Ladapo. I don't know. Yeah, um, I think, I think, I think there's FA Cup at some oh. point, but it's January window at that not point, isn't January. it now? But, yeah. Yeah. yeah, sorry, not not, well, not November now. I think it's, I think you mentioned you touched on a shout out for Hurst. The last three games has been great. I thought mm. Craig, he was great at Huddersfield, really, wasn't he? He was up mm. there on his own. Oh, well, he's up there on his own anyway, but didn't really get much support against Huddersfield. And I thought played played well. Absolutely excellent, I thought, against Hull. And again, yesterday, you know, he's hold up playing. He's, you know, he's first touching up. He is, he's, he's really looking apart. Just add a few goals to that and we've got a proper yeah. player. Left. Yeah, that's it. If he can add, yeah, add, add those little half chances that come his way, start putting away half of those half chances. Yeah, the one yesterday, then val- yeah. Then his value becomes Ellis Sims level of play. Uh, no, absolutely. Because he's got a lot of physicality, everything. Great mm. first touch. Your eyes. Yes, yeah, indeed. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you for answering your questions. Um, and thank you, everyone in the chat. Um, really great numbers. Thank you for all the interaction. Really appreciate it. Um, before we go, I'm just going to put the league table up. Let's just pause and <laughs> look on. at the league table there. Uh, 28 points. As I mentioned at the top of the show, eight-point gap to third. Um, oh, look who's in seventh. Let's just end <laughs> it now, shall we? 11-point uh, gap to them lot as well. Uh, it's greens. There's one... A grey there for the draw artist field, but that looks amazing. And long may that continue. Enjoy your week off, folks. We will be back, as we mentioned, with some kind of stuff during the week. Back for the flagship show next week on Sunday. We'll tweet all about it so you'll know where to be um, and what's going to happen. And um, if you want to give us a thumbs up or a five star review, please do that. Um, and thank you, everyone, for uh, tuning in. Uh, Dave, anything to say before we go? No, not really. No, just a quick, just a Quick shout on our sponsor. It's great to see Peter Peter Basford there last Ooh. night from um, from our sponsor from Innovation Labs. Who um, not that I was, not that I was jealous or not, but just got back from the Ryder Cup. Oh, he was a, hey. a marshal at the Ryder Cup last hey. week, so he had all sorts of stories to tell. So yeah, great to see great to see Peter there last night. Yeah, here here, uh, Craig. Uh, just enjoy enjoy the break, everyone. You know, take take a chance to take stock and you know, just look at the league. 
Yeah, yeah that's it. look at the league table. Look at some goals we've scored this year. Use your, use your Town TV subscription for uh, for all it's worth over the next couple of weeks, and we'll we'll go again week Indeed. Friday. Yeah. Cheers, Craig. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, everyone in the chat. And also, before we go as well, um, all the best for a speedy recovery to friend of the pod, Kieran Dyer. Um, yeah. Obviously, great yeah, news yeah. to hear that he's had his surgery great as well. News. So we wish him all the best with a rapid recovery. Um, there's the league table once more. Ipswich Town, <laughs> second in the league. Let me repeat the stats that Chris Radler shared with us as well, because, um, yeah, let's end with a positive, even more positivity. 2023 uh, of the entire 92 town have had the most points, the most goals scored per game, the fewest goals conceded per game. And once again, we're victorious on the weekend against Preston. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Have a great week. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.